This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Somebody say glory to God. Hey man, being that cold out there and windy like that, man, you don't need to be quiet tonight. You need to shout. You need to get a little excited, man. Get your blood stirred up. Warm up everything. Amen. Amen. You're coming alive, right? Amen. Got some good stuff for you tonight. I'll tell you who this message isn't for. If you're a person that likes to be sick and miss work and feel bad, spend all your money on prescriptions and doctors and medicines, and have your kid, little kids whiny all the time, runny noses and sore throats and earaches, then this message isn't for you. But if you're a person that doesn't like being sick, doesn't like your little babies being sick, doesn't like missing work unless you just want to take a day or two off because you want to take a day or two off and go out and have a good time doing something, then this message is for you. Amen. And uh, I hope everybody has a pencil, a pen, or something to write on. Or if you're real fast, if you're little fingers, I'm not real fast by little fingers. I do my little stuffs. I do on my phone, my little thumb, just moving around like that kind of slow motion. But anyways, I would never take notes for something like this because I can't do all the fast stuff. But take good notes. You know, uh, back back in Indiana, I pastored Indiana for a lot of years. I taught a healing school. Matter of fact, I started teaching a healing school back in the <clears throat> mid-80s. But I taught a healing school at my church back in Indiana every Wednesday morning. And it was called healing school. And I patterned it after Brother Reagan from Rama. He had, he had a healing school out there that met five days a week and people of terminal cases, uh, chronic diseases came. And the ones that got it, got a hold of it, took notes, studied the scriptures, they got healed. They lived. They got delivered of, of serious illnesses that wouldn't have killed them but made life miserable for all their lives that doctors said no, no cure for. They got healed. So I patterned after that. And uh, our, our model for healing school, our purpose for healing school, just like Brother Hagin's was for two things. Number one, you know, if you never heard this, you might want to write it down. But when I, when I teach healing, I, I teach it like a healing school. Number one, healing school is for people that need to receive divine healing to know how to receive divine healing from God. You never have to beg God for anything. Everything the Bible says is yours is yours. You just got to know how to get it. And so the number one purpose is to teach people how to receive healing from God. And then the number two thing was to teach people that sit in the services how to take healing to other people that need healing and don't come to church. i tell you some of the easiest people to get healed, believe it or not, are sinners. God likes to get their attention by healing their bodies to get their attention so they can speak to their heart. And so if you've got people that aren't church people, People that don't do anything about God, He'll heal them just like that, if you'll take it to them. And then also for baby Christians. Baby Christians are Christians that haven't been born again very long and don't know very much about God. They love Him, but don't know much about Him. But you can take healing to baby Christians real easy. But the main thing is, is you got to take notes, write down verses, add little things that said during the course of the sermon. You need to write the little things down that minister to you to speak to your heart. You need to write them down. And, you know, I think about people that go to college and, and you know, get keep on going for more education, more education. <clears throat> I've, I've known people that uh, paid lots of money or somebody paid it for them to go to school, but they didn't want to take books home. And so <laughs> they didn't pass the course, wasted their money. And so you've got to be willing to take your notes home, take your books home, study if you want to get it. Amen? 
Thank you, Mrs. Pastor. And everybody, everybody else, I, I will, will mark you present. <laughs> All right. Open up to Proverbs chapter 4. Katie, would you shout for me? Thank you. Proverbs chapter 4. <laughs> oh, it gets, it gets too quiet in here sometimes. We don't really like quiet sometimes. Sometimes we do. Proverbs chapter 4. This, this, the Bible's God's textbook. And while you're still turning there, I want to show you some things out of the bookstore. Let's see, where's the... I'm looking for Jesse or somebody knows how to read that for me. Who can read that? Oh, well, you, okay. Is that right, Elise? Amed is a Sina, yeah. And what that is, that's this book in English, God's Medicine. God's Medicine. That's what we're teaching about tonight. You'll see why in just a minute. And then here's one by a man named Charles Capps, who's one of my Bible school teachers and Lemuel's years ago, uh, God's creative power for healing. God's creative power for healing. These books are awesome. As a matter of fact, uh, we, we give that discount for Sunday, not because we want to sell more books, because we want to bless people, give an opportunity to buy some things at a little cheaper thing than want to buy a few of the little book stuff like that to give to people for Christmas, uh, stocking stuffers to take home for yourself. But anyway, we'll go ahead and make these three tonight, 20% off these here too, if you want to buy these tonight. And so anyway, that, that's the deal because we just want to get the word into your lives so you can be changed forever and ever. And don't forget the never again cards. They're free back there in the information booth. Those things will change your lives forever. But Proverbs chapter 4, as you're taking notes, says this, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. And so the subject is, he's talking about being serious about the Word of God. He's talking about when you're at a church service, pay attention to what's going on. Don't be distracted. He's talking about when you read your Bible at home, get in a quiet place and read it and pay attention to it and open your heart. Always be open to the Holy Spirit. You know, I've received things from God through the Word of God this year several different times that I've prayed about for years, didn't really understand, but I've understood more about the Bible because I've got an open heart, and I'm teachable, and I want to learn. So that's what he said, be teachable when you hear the Word of God being taught or when you're studying it. Here he says, look at this now. For they, God's words, are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Health to all their flesh. In Hebrew, that health there says medicine. God's Word is healing and medicine to those that find it, to those that get serious about it. Healing and medicine to all your flesh. And when you see in flesh, they're not talking about your skin. It's talking about your physical body. It's about your whole body, your organs you can't see, disease cells that might try to manifest in your body. In other words, anything in your body that's tried to steal your health or steal your life and cut it short says when you get a hold of God's Word and get it in your heart, says God's Word is healing and medicine to all your flesh. And nice title is God's Word is God's medicine. God's Word is God's medicine for your healing and health. But then I want you to notice the next verse. Verse 23. Keep thy heart, that's talking about your spirit, 
with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The Amplified Bible says this, Above all else, guard your spirit, for out of it flow the wellsprings of life. Above all else, guard your spirit. Guard your spirit. The wellsprings of life flow out of your spirit. Another translation says, out of your spirit flow the forces of life. In other words, God's Holy Spirit is in your spirit, and you get God's Word in your spirit, coming alive with the Holy Spirit, your spirit says it's going to produce life to your whole physical body. Amen. How many can testify that? How many have ever received healing from God? It's a spiritual thing first. It's a spiritual thing. And so the force of life come by out of your spirit. I want you to write down James chapter 2, verse 26. James chapter 2, verse 26 says, For the body without the spirit is dead. The body without the spirit is dead. But the thing is, you're born again spirit without the word of God working in your born again spirit in a strong way is not going to put out much life for your body. You have eternal life to go to heaven, but you don't have the healing anointing in your spirit like you need to live in a healed body. Amen. Can you see what I'm saying? Says that says that the word of God is to those that find it medicine to all their flesh. Medicine to all their flesh. And so that's what we're talking about tonight is God's medicine. And, uh, you know, how many Christians here have ever been to a doctor at least once in your life? How many have ever been so glad when that doctor called you in a prescription or wrote you out a prescription? It used to be they'd ever called them in. You got a paper, you went down and gave it to them. But how many have ever got a prescription? Hey, man, most people don't know what a prescription is. Okay, let me ask you this. If you got a prescription and you went and picked it up, you paid for it, and you took it home, and you set it on your table beside your dusty Bible you don't open it up till next Sunday, and you set your bottle there on the table, and when you got the pharmacist, of course, the modern days of pharmacist says, hey, come here, I need to tell you about this before you take it home. It says Now this says you take one of these three times a day with food. And make sure you drink lots of water or lots of liquid. Take it with food three times a day. And if you happen to miss a dose, don't make it up. Wait till the next day. Just get your cycle going again. Keep them on dose. And you looked at all that and thought, yeah, that's a good idea. And you took it home. You put it on the, on the table beside your bed for your dusty Bible. <laughs> and it gathered dust. And so after, after a couple weeks, since you saw the doctor got the prescription, you're not feeling any better. You're getting worse. And so I gotta go see that doctor again. Something's wrong. This isn't working. Go to the doctor, and the doctor examines you and says, I don't understand that. Says, this medicine always works. Says, this is, this is a tried and true medicine. It's been around for years. It always works. And so the doctor looks at you and says, well, let me ask you something. Did you get that prescription filled? Oh yeah, doc, I got prescription. I don't understand that this is supposed to work. Well, uh, did you take the pills like it says? Well, no, I put them on my bed. They're just beside my bed. I didn't take the medicine. Doctor says, oh, that's why you know better. Well, this is God's medicine. I'm prescribing you tonight some prescription to help you. If you take this home, put it beside your dusty pill bottle. 
and all your Bible and your pills just sit there and gather dust. You never open either one of them. You can't blame the doctor and you can't blame God. God said, my son or my daughter said, attend to my word. And, you know, attend has in there uh, attention. You got to pay attention. Pay attention to the word says, says, incline thine ears unto my say. Do you remember that Jesus made the statement many times? He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. In other words, you don't just hear with these ears. You hear with these ears inside. You have spiritual ears. You have a real spiritual person on the inside of you that looks like you, except it's inside here. And your spiritual person on the inside has eyes. It says, it says, keep your eyes focused on my word. It says, listen with your heart. Listen with your ears. Watch with your eyes. Said, pay attention to my word. And it says, for they, it said, listen, that statement right there says, they are life, not to anybody, but they are life to those that find it, to the ones that find it. That's like, the, you know, there's some things today, I know that people get different kinds of infections and, you know, different kinds of little things that are very irritating and cause real problems. They don't, don't kill you and after maybe a couple months, you might get over some things anyway. But there's pills you go out and take and things you can get that you start taking within two or three days, man, that the, the itch is going, the pain's going. And so you can suffer through it and end up making it. But if you take the pills, it's a whole lot better. Get rid, get rid of the symptoms where you at least feel decent while it's going on. Well, the Word of God, the Word of God will speed up the healing process for things to get on you. The Word of God will heal you of things that can kill you. But you've got to take God's medicine. As a matter of fact, I like to sometimes call these verses gospels. They're God's pills. I call them gospels. Are you taking your gospels? Amen. Doing better preaching than you are shouting. And so anyway, the way you take God's word, the way you take your, your gospels is to meditate in God's word. You meditate in God's word. And when you do, get a picture of this. We all know what pills are in medicine, that kind of thing. Have you ever broken up a little pill? They got the little powder in little the little capsule things. You open up that plastic, that capsule's in there, and when that capsule gets into you, somehow it dissolves in the medicine goes into your system. Get a picture of this. These gospel pills, when you get specific Bible verses like First Peter two twenty four that says, By Jesus stripes you were healed. Well, you can take that gospel, we're gonna look at meditate in a minute how to do it, how you take it. You take that gospel and you put it into your your spirit then your spirit begins to get built up in faith for healing. So then your spirit then begins to put out healing because that gospel with the Word of God in it, that verse, the Word of God in it, Romans 1.16 says that God's Word, the gospel, is the healing power of God. It says the power of God is in the Word. So when you take that verse and put it in your spirit, it begins to distribute healing anointing from those healing verses and those Healing versus anointing begins to come into your body. And wherever you need it, healing, that begins to come out of that word. I'm not making this up. The Bible says it's medicine to all your flesh. And so I don't know about you, but when I found out about divine healing 38 years ago, I thought, man, I'm tired of sick. I'm tired of paychecks going to buy medicine all the time, especially with modern, modern things of modern medicine cost and doctors and all the stuff going on. And all the health care battles there are going on between everybody fighting about what's the best health care or the worst. In the meantime, people that need it fall through the cracks and they can't afford to get it, so they don't get it. But the thing is, anybody can get this for free. All it takes is being, is being as diligent 
about opening up your Bible some during the day as you're about opening up your cell phone. You know, it would be interesting sometime for all of us to start keeping a log. Just just, just have, a, have a piece of paper or for the smart cell phone people to make some kind of thing on there. I don't know how to do that stuff. I tried to have to do something, man, and it frustrated me. I thought, man, I'm going to do like these guys do. I'm going to make a thing. I want to see them make it for a screensaver. All I did is erase my good screensaver. I liked it. Couldn't get it back. But anyway, <laughs> somebody made that one for me a while back. So what I've said, to be able to take a log, and every time you open up your phone and do something, just log it down. Open it up at, at 9.30, at 9.42, closed it up. And just start taking a log of that, and then put it on there. Opened up my Bible, uh, maybe it was last Monday night or was it last Thursday night? Well, sometimes last week, I know I, re- I read a verse. Well, you know, no wonder people have trouble getting healed. Because cell phones and modern technology can be a real blessing. But at the same time, they can be a real curse too. Still in your time, you would have to do some other things that would really help you in life. Amen. I want you to turn to Psalms chapter 1. I want to look at how to take your gospels. Psalms chapter 1. Seems like we've looked at this one a lot lately, but all I'm going to do is look at verse 2. Psalms chapter 1, verse 2, says this. It's talking about a serious believer. It says this. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Well, the law of the Lord is talking about the word of God. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Well, it's a good, it's a good thing to take a pill in the daytime, take a pill at nighttime. The doctor says, scripture says, take it in the daytime, take it at nighttime, then take the medicine. It says meditates in the word day and night, and that word meditate there means to ponder by talking to oneself. To ponder by talking to oneself. And the Hebrew denotes an active recitation a re-speaking of God's Word. A re-speaking of God's Word. That's how you take God's medicine. You read the verses out loud, what they say, and then you ponder it. And, you know, I'm going to look at some verses in a minute. Some, some, I'm going to look at some specific medicines, some specific capsules from the Word of God. But you look at I'll give you just a real good example. This My favorite one's worked for me for years and years and years and years. In Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18, we'll look at this just a minute. It says, These signs shall follow them that believe. In the name of Jesus, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And, uh, you know, I think about, think about surgery. How many's ever had surgery or known somebody that had surgery? Been in a hospital. Okay, after the surgery, what's the next place they take them? Recovery. Because that means the doctors have done their part and they're done. Now they go in there to start recovering. Get better and better and better. So if Jesus says, well, you've had hands laid on you, you're recovering, does that mean you're starting to get better or get worse, according to what Jesus said? Amen. Amen. Uh, I want to say that one more time. It just seemed like somehow that didn't go over too big somewhere. This is for all of you. Open book question. Open book question. If Jesus says, when you've been prayed for, you're recovering, does that mean you're getting better or worse? Okay, now, we are spirit beings. We live in a physical body. 
your body will lie to you. If Jesus says you're recovering and your body says, I don't feel good, then you know what you've got to do if you're going to meditate the Word of God? Then you say, Mark 16, verse 17 says, has been laid on me in the name of Jesus. So body, you are recovering because Jesus said so. Body, I refuse you to lie to me. You're getting better. Jesus said you're recovering, so you're recovering. As somebody said, well, that doesn't work for me. Well, Jesus said something else on the other side of that coin too. In Mark eleven twenty three, he said, you'll have whatsoever you saith. <laughs> so as soon as you just got through saying it doesn't work, it doesn't work for you. But when you say the word of God is working for me, has been laid on me, and I choose to believe Jesus, then guess what? God's medicine is working in your body. God's anointing is working in your body, and you're getting healed, and you're getting better day by day. Is this too deep? We want it to be real simple. And so anyway, Psalms 1 verse 2 says, you meditate the word day or night, that means you re-speak what God said. You You read these verses out loud. You memorize them. You meditate and get them into your spirit. And you know, I, I was in a church way back in man, the very early 80s. I only heard this one time, but it always stuck with me. And I've, and I've always made it part of my life. I heard a man preaching, and he said, the first sign of a cold, of a sore throat, runny nose, he said, the first thing I do is go, I release the Lord to God. By Jesus' stripes I was, I'll get better and better. And for all these last probably 35 years, if I cough or sniffle or sore throat, I go, thank you, Jesus. Right now I lay hands on myself in the name of Jesus. And I want to thank you that by your stripes I was healed, so I am healed. First side of a bellyache or something trying to hit my stomach, I say, Lord, I want to thank you that by your stripes I was healed. The first thing I do is take my medicine is the very first thing. Now, if I have to have a doctor in medicine, I will do that too. But the very first thing I'm going to do is hit it head on with my gospels. By his stripes, First Peter 2.24 says, I was healed, and I pretty much walked in divine health for all these years. There's been a few attacks got through, but praise God, not very many of them. I know how to get them off, but I'm going to do it. Why? Because the Bible says that God's Word is His medicine to all my flesh. I would much rather have my money to buy Christmas presents for my grandchildren than I would to go down to the drugstore and they said, well, Mr. Samples, you're not going to like this. Man, this, this drug costs $200. I go, oh, no, that was Joel's bicycle, Isaac's basketball. I don't like that kind of stuff. I want to spend my money on what I want to spend my money on, don't you? Yeah. Hey, man, glory to God. Okay, so he says, you meditate the word day and night. And so uh, during normal times, when no sickness has tried to attach itself to my body, I take gospels as if they're a vitamin pill or as if they're an herb to build up my spiritual immune system. To build up my spiritual immune system. In other words, you know, I don't know about you, but I learned off Brother Hagin years and years and years ago. He said, no matter what else I read every day of the Bible, said I always read something on faith and healing. He said, I always read something on healing every day. And that keeps your immune system built up. Has anybody here ever done something like the wintertime, took extra vitamin C or something, try to help keep colds away and stuff? I mean, you know, some people do that. Take extra vitamin C. 
or take extra things to help your immune system sometimes like that? Well, if God's Word is medicine to all your flesh, why not take some vitamin every day? You know, just get your regiment where just every day, just like, you know, I know Mrs. Pastor, we take different vitamins, one a day men's, one a day women's, and things like that. And so we take those, we got the habit now for years, but taking those one a day vitamins, we do that just because it's a good thing to do. And we like to do that. But why not get in the habit of every day reading the Mark 16? Lay hands sick, they shall recover. And why not when you get up, just lay hands there and say, Father, I want to thank you. I am a believer. And this is my body. And I just want to thank you, Lord, for the anointing God going into me, into my cells, into my bloodstream, keeping me healthy. Lord, I want to thank you that First Peter 2.24 says, By Jesus' stripes, I was healed. If I was healed, I am healed. Devil, keep your hands off my body. It's a temple of the Holy Ghost. It's not a household for sickness and disease. Do you ever think about the word disease, what it means? Dis-ease? That means your ease is dist. That means the devil's trying to make your life not easy anymore because of how you feel. That's what dis-ease is. It steals your peace. It steals your ease. But anyway, just start doing things like that. But then, then during times when sickness is trying to attack, I see all the empty seats tonight. And I think about all the different ones I heard about today that we're not going to be there tonight, Pastor. We're sick. We're sick. We can't be there because we're sick. We're sick. We're sick. We're sick. Well, that, that, that's not making you a bad person. But would it be a whole lot nicer to be able in advance to fight it off with the Word of God? And then when you get sick, if you get sick, then take your medicines, then, then turn those things from vitamins and supplements into full-blown prescriptions. Say, well, glory to God, I've got to double up my dosage. Man, today instead of just reading a couple of Bible verses on healing, today I'm going to start going through the Word. I'm really going to hit this thing hard because I don't want to stay down. I want to get up. I can't afford to miss work. My family needs it. My job needs it. Amen. And so anyway, I'll show you what I've done for years and years and years. If sickness tries to attach his stuff, I take my gospels then morning, noon, and night. I feed on healing in the morning when I get up out of the Bible. At lunchtime, I read some verses, meditate on some things. At nighttime, I take some medicine. And I always take them. I always take them with food, spiritual food, and spiritual water. That means I pull out my Brother Hagin sermons at other people that are preaching healing and teaching healing. I listen to those as spiritual food then too, in addition to what I'm doing. And then I, then I take it with my water. I raise my hands. And you know, if I'm really feeling bad, I do my best to raise my hands. I say, Jesus, I love you. Lord, I want to thank you that you not only died for my sins, that Isaiah 53, 5 says you took stripes on your back for my healing. 1 Peter 2:24 says, by your stripes I was healed. Matthew 8, 17 says, You took my infirmaries, you bear my sicknesses. But I want to praise you and thank you, Jesus. And your body says, Shut up and go back to sleep. You don't feel good. I say, Body, you shut up and quit bugging me. I am going to feel good because the medicine of God's working in my spirit. And so you just don't read dry verses. You talk to the one that inspired the verses. You talk to the one that healing comes from. Healing is in the Word of God. He said, Proverbs 4:22 says, God's word is healing and medicine. Said above all else, guard your spirit. Let me tell you something. 
If you ever have to go to the hospital, what would tell you the dumbest thing you can do? Lay there and have some secular, stupid, corny TV show on. All the time you're laying there in bed. I don't like stepping on your toes. <laughs> but I know that if you're laying there, the last thing you need to see is sex, adultery, murder, and thin, thieving, and lying, and cheating, and stealing, and gossip, all those kind of things. You know, I know that if, if I had to be at the hospital and share a room with somebody that had that garbage on, I'm not a rude person. I'd stick some earplugs in my ears. If they didn't do the job, I'd have somebody bring me in some little big earphones some of these young guys wear, some big old earphone things, man. I'd put those on my ears, and I would get some healing ministry tapes preaching the gospel into my ears, but I wouldn't lay there and watch that garbage. But knowing, he said in Proverbs 4.23, he said, above all else, guard your spirit. Drive your spirit are the forces of life. And so I would know that if I'm laying there hearing gossip and cussing and seeing perverted things, I'm not guarding my spirit. I've opened my spirit up every other kind of evil mess there is. Amen. Do better preaching than you are shouting. Amen. Amen. And so anyway, I developed this habit years and years and years ago in the early 80s. Uh, number one, you know, I, I quoted quite a few healing verses tonight. And, you know, I, I, I don't really mean to do that sometimes and keep on quoting a bunch of verses like that. But there will be so strong that come out. Jesus said, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whatever's in you the most comes out the most. And so to me, I spent years and years and years of going through the Bible, cover to cover, studying healing, studying healing, putting verses in my heart by meditating in them day and night till I got them in my spirit. And so anyway, I said that to say this. I developed the habit of especially when sickness tries to attack, of starting in the book of Exodus, going all the way through the Old Testament into the New Testament, and reading out loud healing verses. Reading them, looking at them, thinking about them, and just praising God they're working in my life. So I just, I just, I just want to show you how I take God's uh, medicine, gospels, if I'm feeling bad or something trying to come on me. And, and, you know, I really advise you, write these verses down. Write these verses down. I'm just going through very few verses tonight, but I'll show you how to take this. And the reason I'm taking time to do this is because I don't like people I love being sick. I love my congregation. I love my church family. I love my family. And, you know, just like a medical doctor, doctors have compassion. They want to help you. Pastors have compassion. They want to help you. I want this to be the healthiest season you ever have. And, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know about you, but I know about me. I guard my spirit. I guard my mouth. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life in the power of the tongue. They that love sheep the fruit thereof. I would never in a hundred million, hundred million years say, well, the flu's going around. I think we're getting it. I'd never say that in a hundred million years. Even, even if I had a sore throat, sniffles, body aches, I would never say, well, guess what? I'm getting it. You know what I would say? I'd let get hands laid on me myself, have my wife lay hands on me. I'd say, glory to God, the flu tried to attack me. I've had hands laid on me in the name of Jesus. I'm getting better moment by moment. Well, you know what? We got a lot of grandkids, and they'll go around those schools, and boy, everything bad goes around those schools. Man, all those sick kids come to school, and they cough, and they hack, and they sneeze, and they break it, they break it right into my house. My whole family gets sick. You know what I say? I say I'll inoculate my children 
I inoculate them with Psalms 91. I lay hands, I lay hands on my children back in those days. I lay hands on my children in the name of Jesus. And I say, no plague shall come nigh my dwelling. A thousand may fall by left hand, ten thousand by right hand, not come nigh me. I want to thank you, Jesus. My children may be out there in the schools. My grandchildren may be out there, but in Jesus' name, they're covered by the blood of Jesus. And I refuse sickness and disease, the right to affect my children's bodies in the name of Jesus. And somebody said, well, pastor, I could never do that. Well, enjoy your flu season. Amen. Happy flu season to you. Happy ear aches. Happy belly aches. Happy sore throats. Happy going broke because the drugstore gets all your money. Somebody said, man, this guy here is really, really, really mean. Well, I'll tell you what. My doctor told me one time I was getting too fat and I had to lose weight. You know what? I didn't say, boy, he's mean. I said, well, he loves me. You know, he, he had, he, he had, he had enough integrity to tell me that I need to do something to change for my life to be better. And so when a man of God tells you something to help your life be better, listen. If it's the Word of God, he's talking. If I hear somebody almost clap, that was kind of weak, but I almost heard one. <laughs> Amen. Where is Norma at when I need her? Maybe she's a world, she's a world, world class cha- champion clapper. It's almost a tongue twister, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Here's how I take my vitamins to boost my immune system. And I want to say this. I would write on the prescription bottle if I give her a prescription. Here's what I would say. Take daily for the rest of your life. Take daily for the rest of your life. Look at Exodus chapter 15. I developed this habit. And keep it in mind, this is God's medicine for all your physical body. Exodus fifteen twenty six. I always start right here. And I start going to the right in my Bible. Just work my way through book after book of the Bible. And go to at least a couple different places in many of these books. And read these verses out loud. And what I'm doing, that's called meditating in the Word of God. He said in Exodus fifteen twenty six, <clears throat> and said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which, which is right in his sight. Well, the voice of the Lord thy God, primarily you're going to hear, is the word of God you're reading. That's God's voice talking to you, is what he had written in the Bible. Do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statues. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I brought upon the Egyptians. And here's the part. Here's the part. I focus on, for I am the Lord that killeth thee. Oh, that was that religious translation, wasn't it? I am the Lord that what? Healeth thee. In my Bible, I wrote this. For I am the Lord that healeth, and right beside that I wrote, not killeth, healeth. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Hey man, I talked to somebody the other day about the covenant names of God. But anyway, that was one of God's covenant names to the to the Israelites back then, and that's Jehovah Rapha. And uh, remember that Bible school we went to? Who's that teacher? Was that uh, I can't remember which one said that Jehovah Rapha? I've been Charles Demon said that that means rapid stitcher. 
Yeah, rapid stitcher. That Jehovah Rapha there means rapid stitcher. And so whatever you've got that the devil tries to put on you, you need to go take this gospel. You need to look at this. You need to read this out loud and you need to say, Lord, I want to thank you that your word says in Exodus 15, 26, I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that healeth thee. And what you're doing, you're meditating in the word. But see, meditate, we saw in Psalms 1, 2, you ponder it by talking it out loud. You re-speak God's word. You say, I am the Lord that healeth thee. And you know, God brings that word back to you. In John 14, 26, Jesus said, the Holy Ghost will bring your remembrance everything that's ever said to you. And you know what happens? You get that word built into your spirit. And then when you begin to learn how to live out of your spirit, and not just your soul, not just your head, your emotions, you begin to learn out of your spirit when sickness tries to tries to hit you, all of a sudden of your spirit you hear these words, I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that healeth thee. You've guarded your spirit. And you know what your spirit's doing? you got a capsule in there then. A time-release capsule starts releasing anointing. Anointing starts coming to your body. Your head's been aching. All of a sudden that anointing hits your bloodstream from the spirit. Starts in your bloodstream because up to your head. All of a sudden your head's not hurting anymore. You had bellyache. A virus tried to get in your stomach, tried to mess you up, give you flu systems, and all that kind of stuff goes with that. And your I am the Lord that healeth thee. Well, your spirit, out of your spirit flow the issues of life, the forces of life. And remember, that's Proverbs 4.23. Talk about all scriptures here. It's all said out of your spirit. That time release anointing of the word of God begins to come through. All of a sudden your belly starts going, get a little, make a little noises, you know, a little churning noises. Like that. Wow, man, I thought I was getting ready to get on my knees in front of the throne. Oh, I hate that kind of throne time. <laughs> oh, boy. Glory to God. Hey, man, can you see how that works? Go over to Exodus tw- chapter 23. Exodus chapter 23. Verse 25 and 26. Well, let me, I think it was Bill Kaiser that told that one. <laughs> Remember him? Yeah, he got out there every day and sang. <laughs> but anyway, Exodus 23, verse 25 and 26 says this. Now I learned this off one of those same Bible school guys back at that Bible school. And pretty much every meal I've ever prayed over since, that I pretty much pray these, or some version of it, every day. It says this. And this, I want to remind you, this is what I do if something tries to get on me. And even if something's not on me, I read these verses all the time anyway. It says that you shall serve the Lord your God. Well, guess what? You're putting yourself in a position to qualify for the blessing then by serving the Lord your God. And shall bless thy bread and thy water. What that means, he'll bless your food and what you're drinking. If you're drinking iced tea, if you're eating mashed potatoes and chicken, whatever you're eating, he said, I'll bless your food and I'll bless your water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Well, do you remember Mark chapter 16, verse 17? Jesus said, if you drink any deadly thing, it will not harm you. Well, what this means right here, that in 1 Timothy, Timothy said that everything's that that's to be refused is, is blessed and sanctified by the word of God and prayer. And so what that means is this. If he blesses your food and he blesses what you're drinking and takes six away from the midst of thee, now get a hold of this. I'm going to tell you something very, very, very real 
very profound, absolute Bible truth. If you have food that you're eating, and somehow or another it got spoiled, I'm not talking about doing dumb things like leaving your mashed potato, your potato salad out in the sun for you know for two days, 110 degrees temperature. They say, well, hey, God's going to bless. I'm going to eat that. No, you're going to get you're going to get food poisoning. You don't tip the Lord your God. I'm thinking about something that I'll tell this because it's real and people need to know these kind of things. I had a guy one time start coming to my church in Indiana. He was a homosexual with AIDS. This is back before it was real real popular to oh, shut up. It's real popular to anyway. This guy, he got AIDS in San Francisco. He was a she was a prostitute homosexual up in San Francisco, and our church is by Bloomington, Indiana. You ever heard of Bloomington, Indiana? Of Indiana University. Pretty popular place. But anyway, uh, the guy come to Bloomington because that was the second largest homosexual population in the country at the time. So the guy started to Bloomington. He got born again, started coming to my church. And he really, really, really wanted to serve Jesus, be healed. And you know what he confessed to me one day? He said, Pastor, the reason I came to Bloomington, said I knew I had AIDS and I was dying, and I wanted to affect as many people as I could. And he got a job as a cook in one of our most popular restaurants in our city. You know what he told me? He said, I used to spit in every plate come across my thing. He said, everything that I get my hands on, like that, I spit in. And so this is what I, I said that to say this. He said, I'll bless your food. I'll bless your water. Jesus said, if you drink any dead thing, it'll not harm you. And so that means this. If we as Christians use our faith in our prayers over our food, if the devil's tried to use somebody to poison our food, then God's anointing will neutralize that. You know, I want to say this. Some Christians, I don't hang around a lot of religious Christians because I just not my realm of influence. I mean, nothing against them. If I first got saved, I knew a lot of religious Christians. And they thought it was so cute when a little kid said grace. You know, just have a little nice little kid's prayer, which is nice to teach the kids to pray. But praying over your food is more than saying grace to be nice. Praying over your food is releasing healing anointing to keep you healthy. I love my grandkids to pray because we teach them to pray. But I don't just pray over food because it's, well, you know, it's the Christian thing to do. I pray over my food because God said he'll bless my bread. He'll bless my water. He'll take sickness away from this to me. So if there's some nut back there decided to put cyanide in my food, that God's anointing is going to neutralize it. Amen. Oh, that time went out already. How's that happen? One other thing I learned too. You know, sometimes you get to talking, you talk about things you're not planning on. You know, this guy here had uh, leukemia when he was little. Well, at the hospital, the children's hospital he went to, you guys probably never heard of this guy, but he was the poster child for AIDS back in the 80s. His name was Ryan White. Well, Ryan White lived in the town where we were at. Ryan White got AIDS to the blood transfusion at the hospital he was at. He was in blood, tainted blood. And so when we was in that hospital with him, he was getting blood put in his body and all that kind of stuff. You know what I did? Because of, we might look at Mark 16 for our clothes. Because Jesus said, if you drink any dead or thing and not harm you, that meant things coming into your body. Every bag of blood those nurses brought in for him, I was right there, had a hand on him, had a hand on the bag. Ryan White was 
real, real worldwide news every day, pretty much right white. They call him the poster child. And so anyway, every day I lay hands on that bag. I laid hands on it. I said, Father, I want to thank you in the name of Jesus. That if anything got into this blood right now, we'd neutralize it in the name of Jesus. And nothing but pure, whole bloods went into my son. I want to thank you, Jesus, that my son is healed. He's staying healed. And this blood comes into him. Lord, it's not tainted, but it's whole. Thank you for that in the name of Jesus. And what am I doing? I'm teaching you how to take God's medicine. I'm teaching you how to be healed. And so he said, Exodus 23, verse 25 and 26, he said that it takes six of the waste of the midst of us. And then he comes, then he, then he talks about the married women that need to have babies. He says, there shall nothing cast their young nor be barren in thy land, and the number of thy days I will fulfill. That means long life. That means long life. I want to look at one more verse because I've quoted a bunch. Mark chapter 16. And we'll close it down. But those books that we gave you, that, that, that those books that I showed, they're loaded with these verses and tells you where to find them at. But my job, I'll answer to God for, is did I teach people how to get to heaven? Did I teach them how to enjoy a good life on earth? And so the things that I'm teaching tonight are how to enjoy the life here. I think everybody here knows Jesus before you're going to heaven. But I want to teach you how to live long enough to enjoy life down here. I want to teach you how to teach your children how to have a good life and your grandchildren to have money in your pocket. So if you want to go to Disney's, do some stuff, you can do it to have some money to do it. So Mark 16, verse 17 through 20, Jesus said, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my Bible I wrote, This means me because I believe. And, you know, I recommend you do that too. If you're a believer, write that in your Bible. Don't be afraid to write that because that means Jesus talked to you. If you're a believer, he said the subsides supposed to follow you. In Jesus' name, said in my name, that's in the name of Jesus, shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them, they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. You need to get that in your spirit every day, so that after the Lord has spoken unto them, is received up in heaven, set on the right hand of God. Now look at this. This is right back to where we started in Proverbs chapter 4. Look at this last verse right here. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, and look at this, confirming the word. You ever, any of these Christians ever say to you, well, that's confirmation. All the confirmation I need is right here. Confirming the word with signs following. God will confirm his word. And so when you have prayed God's word over your health, when you've prayed God's word over your children, when you've prayed God's word over the situation, try to attach itself to you, it says that Jesus is working with you. He'll confirm the word with signs following. The signs I like is recovery if I need it. Amen, amen, amen. God's word is God's medicine to all your healing and health. Amen. Let's stand up. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.